This episode today is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co. Grinding Coffee, a black LGBTQ-owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world, and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PITLANEPARLAY for 13% off your order. Welcome to another episode of Pitlane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. McBridge and Hickey are with me, hanging out. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And I'm just going to dive right into it here. This this comes off of probably the worst Facebook and Twitter post I've ever seen in the history of Facebook and Twitter, where PLPGP user Ray Biggs said, mashed potatoes are garbage. So... In the spirit of, of you know, <laughs> one of the best side dishes, whether it's Thanksgiving or not ever, I want to know what your guys' favorite or least favorite, if you're in a bah humbug mood, Thanksgiving side dish is. Or if you have like a Thanksgiving hot take. Oh, no. Well, you know that I think gravy is trash. I don't understand the point of gravy. Wait, wait. All gravy? Like you don't do biscuits and gravy? Or you just don't do like turkey gravy i don't do biscuits and gravy either get out uh, yep get yep. out that You're can't done. be worse fired. than that can't You're be worse fired. than mashed potatoes that that's horrendous take i yeah you you are correct there only because i could eat mashed potatoes for breakfast lunch and dinner year-round also so. not a big stuffing guy not a stuffing girl either you know i can i can i can understand that one now if shannon <laughs> hadn't said that would shannon, you shannon, shannon can't keep it sh- no, I st- I still I I think your your opinion there is valid. On the gravy? No, no on, on the stuffing. stuffing. What's yours? Oh, mine. Yeah. My like least favorite. Just a hot take, or you can say like I love stuffing. At which point we could ridicule I you, but do not love stuffing. <laughs> she can't. She can't keep it together. I can't do this today. I don't like turkey. Um, that's yeah. That's pretty rough. Well. I mean, my parents ruined turkey for me because they do deep fried turkey breast now. And now like conventional turkey has just been ruined for me. But I don't like any form of the turkey for Thanksgiving. So let's say some like a a world renowned chef cooks a turkey for you. Are you going to try it? Jake Neely. No, not definitely not Jake Neely. I mean, okay, I shouldn't say no, I won't try it because I'll try anything once. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's an innuendo with you. I can't help it. How do you get through a Thursday? <laughs> how do you get through a Thanksgiving meal without just you know? I'm not even gonna finish that sentence. I, I, she I don't. I don't. <laughs> Base the turkey. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I, I I will try things, but I just don't like it. Like it's not. I'm not gonna put it on my plate. I won't even fake it. So, so you just it. put a. <laughs> what's your protein? You just Is put a just bunch of sides, veggies, and potatoes. Ham. We get ham. ham. Ham is much worse my, than my, my Grams doesn't like turkey either, so Holiday we always ham. get a, a honey-baked ham. Ham is... Ugh. What's ugh. wrong with ham? So you don't like ham, and you don't like biscuits Okay, and calm down. At least I like the national bird of choice on Thanksgiving. Who made it the national bird of choice? Who decides that? Well, I'm just going to sit I, back right now. I don't know. I just, I just was born, and it was there at the table the first time I showed up, so... And that just makes it right? Yeah. Because it's what we've always done. Is yeah, that that's right, also Hickey? why that's why I suffer through the Chicago Bears too. Well, yeah. maybe your life choices need some. Oh, okay, now we're getting <laughs> on a slippery slope here. Oh. So, Matt, is Matt Nagy going to be fired on after Thanksgiving? Or I is he hope keep his so. Job? 
Yeah. I th- I mean, who knows what who knows what the internet says, but I really hope so. It's there's there's zero hope for Bears fans right now, and it's horrible. I I do feel your feel your pain a little bit, although the Eagles are looking like semi uh, competent. I don't want to say great, but <laughs> competent, which is a step up. Yeah, it's every time I see a highlight, I don't see any Eagles passing, and yet it works for them. I, I think I said when Mark Urban was on a couple weeks ago, like, I really hope they run the ball more. I didn't mean, like, 98% of the time, but, I mean, anyway, this isn't a football podcast. This will we'll, we'll spare everybody. My hot take is cranberry sauce is overrated. Not wildly overrated, but I could do, like, if my plate is full, I am not going to worry about cranberry sauce, like, making room for it. I, I, can, I could do it with or without it homemade cranberry sauce or like out of the can so both i would if if so you know my mom is a very good cook she home she makes it homemade and she also has the can because my dad loves the can and doesn't like homemade i'm kind of don't ask he's weird uh sorry sorry dad he's probably listening to this like you <laughs> asshole <laughs> One thousand percent. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Papa Jokum. <laughs> yeah, you because you know, I mean, you know, he he critiques everything I say when I, when he listens to this, so yeah. he's definitely gonna critique this. No, I don't know. I have like the most bare plate when it comes to Thanksgiving because it's pretty much just turkey, mashed potatoes, salad of some kind, and pie. I think anything over that is overrated. I like sweet potatoes too. We don't. We and never green really, beans. We never really did sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Beets. Green beans are pretty badass. Yeah, beans. Oh, I thought you said beets. Oh, well, oh no, beans. no, 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 no. Green beans. My yeah. my grams. She changes holidays, so some days, sometimes it's Thanksgiving and sometimes it's Easter. But we'll make homemade dumplings. I could dig that. Yeah. With the mashed potatoes. I can, yeah, I'd, yeah. Maybe we'll, when it's our Thanksgiving to run, we'll do more stuff like that because that sounds fun. Oh, yeah. it's so good. So good. Anyways. I'm hungry again. Racing podcast. Yeah. Racing podcast. <laughs> it's oh, Thanksgiving. That... Yeah. No. And I, not? I'm I'm not insinuating anything here, but I'm glad we don't talk about Halloween on this podcast anymore. Ganassi is going to be running five cars at the Indianapolis 500 this season. Jimmy Johnson was confirmed as one of those five, which all but insinuates that he will be full-time next year. So... A, what are your guys' thoughts about that? B, a lineup of Pelot, Dixon, Erickson, Johnson, and Kanan. Is that one that should be a heavy hitter come May? I'm excited for it. I I mean, I don't – I mean, Jimmy pretty much won his entire career on ovals, right? Like, that's pretty much what NASCAR did for his first whatever years he was in it. 22 years. Yeah, I mean, when did they – I don't know anything about NASCAR. I don't know when they started <laughs> doing red courses. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> But anyway, like for the majority of his career, I have to believe that, right? They were all on on ovals. 98% at least. So I find it hard to believe. Like I know he's scared because it's not the same and it's faster and blah, blah, blah. But I find it hard to believe he won't be semi-successful in it. Maybe not the 500, but just ovals in general. Yeah, I think Texas is a little bit earlier this year. Yeah, it's before the 500. So he'll have... A don't ask week. me to count the number of days before the race starts. <laughs> Why did you get that wrong? Did totally get it wrong. Oh, yep. Oh, it's yeah. Fine. You got correct. You we got corrected. Yeah. As if it's yeah. 
fucking matters anyways. Just be happy that the season's almost upon us. Like, but it God. does, Matthew. It does. Oh, I am so sorry. The internet Excuse never Excuse me, ma'am. A hundred was four days ago. The start of practice. <laughs> okay. Thank you, sir. God yes. damn. There's so much You should have seen my conversation internet. with Shannon earlier today when we were scheming on... I didn't post it. I was. I didn't choose violence. Yet. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I can't remember just, the last time I chose yeah. violence on Twitter. It's been a long time. It's that's been like a couple hours for me. <laughs> we're almost. It's not a, true. It's not been very violent recently. We're approaching no, months for me. Are you? Are you well? Do you feel okay? I feel great. You... <laughs> I use. I take. Oh, yeah. I do my violence on the punching bag downstairs now. In boxing, that's where my violence goes. Boxing is fun. I miss going to the boxing gym I very much it. so. I love it. Sorry, host. What was your opinion? I, I th- <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yes. What? Move on to the next Race, topic. Racing, Nobody cares. Just kidding. We're just kidding. I'm, no, just, I'm just here to edit the show. No, did you and, actually have and, one or are you good? Yes. I, I think because he'll have Texas to warm up. Not that Texas is like the greatest example anymore because it's you know one lane, but it'll It'll give him enough of a baseline that you know between that the open tested indie, which I'd imagine will be the end of April, like it always is. But I don't know if he's going to contend for a, a top ten at, at indie. But I I think he, I guess my my mid November hot take is he won't be on the the bump bubble come bump day. I was thinking about that the Will Marotti interview I gave where he's like, "Yep, we're going with Chevy." I'm like, "Oh, that's I think that's not good." The the other thing is, you know, Honda's kind of out of room. Yeah. You know, as we've as, as Shannon and I were also talking about on Twitter in the last twenty four hours. So he might not have a choice but to go with Chevy. Yeah, well no, that's I think you're hundred percent right. And I think right, it also right, right. depends on his team Thank affiliation, you. but it's like like heavy. But also, lo- I mean, Carpenter does really well at the five hundred with a Chevy. Yeah, and they're like the outlier because I mean Penske I doesn't Yunko's like kind of doesn't. Yunko's Carl, is hard to say. Carlin doesn't. Uh, but like, Carlin doesn't count. <laughs> and probably am I isn't supposed a team. to know who's who their driver is going to be? Uh, or Marathi. Marathi. Yeah, Marathi. We don't know yet. What's another thing? Because he said Carlos Munoz is one of the best speedway, and then he said. But he lacks funding. I'm like, does your seat need funding? He's like, no. I'm like, well. <laughs> if we're putting two and two together, yeah. Here, I kind of wanted to read. I wasn't. Yeah, I kind of wanted to redirect and be like, yeah, maybe Carlos Mooney would be good for your seat. But you know, he's obviously got a plan, and he was very, very nice to talk to. So, you know, I really appreciated him coming on, and you know, I think we can wish them the Thank best. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Um. So what's next here? Devlin was confirmed for the Andretti Autosport seat um we did wait for the official press release and didn't confirm that with anybody first but they did get that announced so what do you guys uh what do you guys think devlin is going to fit in on the rookie of the year battle i think it all depends on what kind of engineering team they put around that car because i know on the press conference they mentioned they did not yet have all the engineering pieces lined up for that car this year whether people got let go or and which is fine it's it's you know that was a couple weeks ago too so this isn't a devlin answer this is a um, alexander rossi did an interview with jennifer he said that they now ha- like for his team 
they now have engineers in place that are all on the same page. So I'm wondering if something has happened there that now they're having to replace some others. Like maybe they're pulling them from other places, but. And just natural attrition, some can happen too. Where and things are, do we only have three rookies this year? Well, Depending. two and an unconfirmed. Malukas. Uh, unconfirmed. Yeah. Let him make his own announcement. What's his face? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle Kirkwood. That's the one. Devlin. Uh, Callum Eilat, technically. No, yeah, not te- not te- not technically officially. Yeah, he definitely is. That's a good so, rookie class. I think it's it's a super exciting rookie class because they're all not only IndyCar rookies, but they're all young up and coming drivers. Whereas this year we had a NASCAR guy, a Supercars guy who is also young, and an F1 guy. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Hopefully. We get a few more confirmations before the holidays or before Christmas, or say, since it is the holidays. But I'd I'd look for one after Thanksgiving for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you know, we'll we'll see. But I think if they whoever they hire for the twenty nine car, whether it's pulled from another team or Indy Lights or outside Indy Car, I know that that job. Thing that IndyCar posted did bring in a bunch of new engineering candidates. I think I read or heard. So I'm I I think Devlin is definitely capable of fighting for Rookie of the Year with everybody else. Yeah, and I hope whatever happens with Devlin this year that the capstone car sticks around because that is a green car. Everybody, go follow Stream Evergreen on Twitter. Nice. Our podcast host. We appreciate their support. Speaking of rookies, we do have the potential for more part-time rookies that aren't confirmed yet that's not named David Malukas. Stoffel Van Dorn and Nick DeVries are set to test for McLaren at Sebring coming up in January or December? December 6th. December 6th. So thank you. Um, Definitely not January. So out of those two, who do we want to see more in IndyCar? I don't know that I have a preference. I would say Nick DeVries only because he is relatively young. He's won a Formula E championship, won Formula 2 championship. He's won at every level he's competed at. So I'd be super intrigued. But who is he testing for again? McLaren. McLaren. Yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty intrigued by that. And I don't have anything against Van Dorn. I just, his time in F1 was marred by that gp2 honda engine is <laughs> as our buddy fred would would have said back then but i i think you know another young face in the series would would do really well and he seems a little bit more personable van Dorn seems a little quiet and that i could be very wrong on that one yeah my black and white brain says van Dorn, even though i looked up on wikipedia that there would be a 0.00 percent chance that indycar would go to spa if van Dorn came to indycar but you know what Correct. this is an irrational world of irrational takes and i would love to see an indy car at spa one day even though it's never going to happen but having a belgian in the series will not help and therefore i want to see stoffel here okay did you guys follow that we're good okay um the reason there is this newfound speculation around the mclaren third part-time entry is because nico hulkenberg has decided to pass on indycar and since i know you two really love nico hulkenberg now's a great time for you guys to compliment him He's handsome. We love Nico. He's handsome. <laughs> he is handsome. Isn't he like six foot like I, three or something? He's really tall for a driver. Yeah. I am curious 
about why he's turning it down. He didn't really say. He just said that he's no longer interested. And I'm just really curious why. Wasn't that like on a Monday morning too? It came out. It was like a random time. Yeah, I mean, week. You have to think. Why would he turn that down? I don't think he strikes me as a Formula E type of guy. So I wonder if there is some factory program in endurance racing that's maybe shelling out some money for him to come race there. The only other thing I could think is, and and that could kind of go in in line with what you were just saying. But I know he's got a young child. Maybe he doesn't want to be. Or like relocate his family or something along those lines. I obviously I'm just guessing, but it was the way he worded the release was kind of like weirdly vague, and I want to know more. I'm gonna go with he wasn't as fast as he thought he'd be, and he doesn't want to be overshadowed. Oh, that's a take. Because I just like to choose violence. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that is a take that's probably provable though. If someone had yeah. data from the test they'd like to share. Yeah, who has data from the test they want to share? I will text Proof Marshall. Right. I will text Proof Marshall right. right now. Just kidding. I don't have Marshall's phone number, but if I did, he would block me immediately. Where do we go next? Uh, Air Force has left Ed Carpenter Racing. Oh. Notice how I said they didn't leave Connor Daly. Where Where do they go now with like Ed Carpenter? Where do they go now? Is Is Daly now? You think out of the running, or what? What do you got going on there? Well, I asked Mike earlier if. Air Force was with Carpenter or if they were with Connor, which made me think that maybe Connor was leaving Carpenter as well. But he told me no. So <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't know. Connor seems uh, weirdly optimistic about this year. And I don't necessarily know that that means all IndyCar, but he seems to have something up his sleeve. I think Air Force is just out. I don't I don't yeah. think they're going to go anywhere. I don't think they're doing any kind of sponsorship with IndyCar anymore. Apparently, and I don't remember where I read this, that they were shifting around a bunch of marketing money for next year. So maybe that could... It's the government, man. I heard that they were really crappy results on TV, and that's why they were mad about it. So they're pulling... Did they do their due diligence before they signed the dotted line? Mm, probably not. <laughs> Especially since the ratings actually got better, but you know that's neither here nor yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, listen, this happens with a, a government thing every couple of years. You know, National Guard was oh, in for a little bit, then disappeared, God, and yeah, I, I miss those deliveries so much. Saga. Oh, oh yeah, God. that was a nightmare. That was fun, but a nightmare. Let me sue the government. Yeah, that's always going to work for you when you're getting mad because yeah. Ray Hall poached your sponsor. Good God. Yeah. So I don't know. I. Connor does seem oddly optimistic, but he's also talking like, oh, I might do a full season NASCAR trucks, which, I mean, good for him if if that's what he wants. It's just, I think I think that's where he'll end up this year. It seems like it could suit, and, and I don't like that answer, I know. I can see your face, Shannon. <laughs> but <laughs> I can see the look on your face, I should say. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough I mean, to say what they're going to do. I mean, that does leave Carpenter without any... Well, without a sponsor for that car. Do they yeah. just go to one car? Do they just run? Renus? No, you go to Tony George and ask for more money. Yeah. That, yeah. That, you just, that's probably what's going to happen. Do they still money. own Clabber Girl? Do they, they still, sold that that, before, or did they sell it all? They sold that before IMS, I thought. I Well, I wasn't sure. I thought that they did, but I didn't know if they still had a, a stake in it or if they just sold the whole dang thing. I don't know what they're doing nowadays. 
They're probably looking at buying the Chicago Bears because why not make my life more miserable? (sighs) Oh, it's it's okay. Anyways, crank out the... uh, No, it's fine. I'm fine. It's what I got my pillow to cry into at night for. Start out the rumor mill that Carlin Haller was spotted at Yunkos this, like, I don't know, like three weeks, whenever we did the news last, which is like six weeks ago or something. So, yeah, then they're doing a thing then, right? Is that what we're going with? That's what we heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't think it's a rumor mill. I think that they really did buy at least one set of equipment. Yeah, All right. I'm almost positive Host, can you message Cody Bray that then so it'll leave you alone? No, I really don't want to talk to Cody Bray right now. Oh, sad. Also, Cody, I kidding. will give I, you a hug when I, I like see Cody. I was going to say, what did Cody do? I think no, the, Cody did not. Cody uh, did nothing. No, Cody's fine. Yunkos has literally bought all of Carlin. Right? Did I get that right? Good job, Ricardo. I'm I'm excited to see what they can do with a full season and maybe hiring some additional people. But I really thought that didn't Max say he was coming back? So did they buy all of Carlin or just part of Carlin? Oh, I thought Max was going to Penske. <laughs> <laughs> Ogre. Well, that, he's like, I need to get to a team that's better than this shit show. And it's like, well, what right. are your options? Because he wanted the he wanted the Ray Hall third car. <laughs> that was never going to happen. No, no. He might have been like fifth choice. Like a Ed Jones to Ganassi situation. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age... You're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. I am looking up Chilton right now to see what the... Yeah, there's there's nothing on... You shouldn't be Googling Max Chilton. You should be Googling Graham Chilton. See what he's up to. One more news and then two opinion questions. Today, Tuesday... The Detroit Grand Prix and the powers that be, that was a, I was not trying to rhyme that, but as I said that, that was horrible. Oh, but you did so well. I wasn't, that was not planned. 
That's cute. They oh, have wow. uh, released the new specifications. Apparently, it's going to be the shortest road course on the IndyCar schedule in some time. 1.7 miles is yep. what I think I saw. Yeah. Yeah. The part that I wanted, so I think going to downtown has a lot of potential benefits, but the number one benefit that I was super intrigued on was the fact that 50% of the track is accessible without a ticket. So if you're just like stumbling through downtown Detroit and wanted to check out this new sport without having to pay 70 bucks to get behind the gate, kind of seems like a cool idea. What do you guys think of that? I'm kind of, but like, is there a maximum on that? Because what stops everybody from just going to the free section and not buying tickets. <laughs> I think the notion of if you pay for a ticket, you're guaranteed to have like, I'm, I guess I'm not sure if it's general mission, but based on Nashville where it was like you had, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, you had like a seat, correct? Uh, uh, if your grandstand was built, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's neither nor I think it's not like Road America where you just get a ticket and go anywhere. I think with that kind of street race, if you had a ticket, you'd be guaranteed a spot at this place looking at this corner. But there's both. There were both options for Nashville. There was general admission where you could sit somewhere on viewing mounds just like there are almost all the tracks or you could have a reserved seat so i wonder if they're not i'm just saying like if you aren't that big of a race fan or you don't know if you're that big of a race fan offering that means you're not you're absolutely not going to pay for a ticket right you're just going to go to the free thing and see whereas like if you don't offer that and you think you might be a race fan and the tickets are fairly reasonable like hey we'll give that a go but at this point you can take your whole fam damnly and watch it for free somewhere that seems silly okay i i'm intrigued i think it could be really good because kind of like shannon was saying there might be people who aren't sure if they're fans or aren't fans but are in in the city and it could work out really well you you know if i am a fan or i'm a casual fan i'd probably want a ticket so i can you know get my spot and watch from whatever corner i want to watch from or get my pit pass or whatever like i'd imagine i I would it would make sense and be smart if they had signs like upgrade to get a ticket and do the driver autograph or you know you can go through the pits or whatever something like that to incentivize people to actually buy could it backfire like shannon i think is alluding to sure but i'm feeling kind of positive about this one yeah and i wonder i'm not smart enough to know like for a race venue what the breakdown of revenue is and how important it is so you got tv ad money title sponsor um concessions ticket sales i don't i wonder if that's where it stops so i wonder like where in the line of things ticket sales ranks on like the importance of revenue for a circuit it's not unimportant it's not unimportant but is it like the because you like think about like texas probably just depends on how everything is written up yeah i mean maybe it won't be that important if they're offering free right maybe they've cut a killer tv deal or something with it and and it won't matter i don't i don't know the other thing I'm I'm thinking now that we're we're talking about this is so you have the free section and then obviously you have the other fifty percent that are paid. Maybe the fifty percent that are paid versus, you know, a Bell Isle ticket, maybe it's more expensive to make up for potential loss. Like, hey, get a yes, ma'am. But that feels shitty. I'm not saying like, it's not. Like I, like I'm gonna offer free 
But if you're willing to buy a ticket, I'm gonna jack up the price. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it was a good idea. I'm just saying like I'm it just saying that's really terrible business if that's what they did. Well, I think one of the main goals here too for Roger is because when he brought IndyCar back to Detroit through his corporation or whatever, I was just like, why? Why? Why are you going to Detroit? Why are you obsessed with Detroit? Especially at that point where everybody had kind of given yeah. up on Detroit. So I think his one of his ultimate goals is just for the betterment of Detroit. And they said that the economic impact for moving the race downtown is going to be much better for the city than it would be if it was at Belle Isle. So I think there's also that angle too to consider that Roger at the end of the day is just has this love affair for Detroit um, that some of us may not understand, but I guess it doesn't matter because it's his money. He's the one that's putting it on. So I think having that economic impact for Detroit as a whole is also going to be something they're angling for too. Can we just stop and appreciate the fact that Roger Penske is willing to try something maybe slightly out of the box here and, and see if it can help IndyCar in a way? Yeah, but he seems like a turkey on Thanksgiving every year kind of guy. <laughs> he also eats his pizza with a fork. Oh, uh, I hate that. Terrible, terrible. Hey! Wait, do you eat your pizza with a fork? Yes. Oh, shit. I've never been more disappointed. That's fine. <laughs> what did you say to me earlier? Rethink your life choices? <laughs> Throw that one back at you. I don't like my fingers to be. How are you holding a pizza where That's your fingers are... Oh... I tried to stop. <laughs> That's what she said. All right. We've gone completely off the rails tonight, yeah, folks. We're... I actually have one thing, maybe opinion-based thing. Matt, are you, do you have, was one of your things about Kirkwood? Negative. Okay. So, and this was an article, it was two weeks ago. Uh, it was, it was, I think it was right around the time when Kirkwood got confirmed. So obviously he's with Foyt for the year, as we've talked about already. Do you think... Somebody as talented as Kirkwood could actually bring in talented engineers that want to work with somebody like that and benefit Foyt that way. Because I think that's what David Malsher Lopez is alluding to in his article when he when he talked to Larry Foyt. But I'm curious if you guys think that's off base or an interesting concept. I mean, I think anything's possible. I I, I don't. She's not that po- she's not that confident in it. I'm not that confident in it. You want to know why? <laughs> I do. No. Icky, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. And then maybe if it's still relevant, I'll come back to it. I can't. It can't hurt, right? Like, it can't hurt to go. Like, if your options are going to the second Yunko's car with Dalton Kellett or going to the primary Foyt car with Kirkwood, it's, I, I kind of feel like Kirkwood's, like, the first-round quarterback taken in the draft in football and you're a free agent like, ooh, I could go to Cleveland and play for Baker Mayfield and suck the entire year. Or I could go to Jacksonville and play with Trevor Lawrence or Chicago and play with Justin Fields, although you'd have to play for a clown in Chicago and Jacksonville. (laughs) Uh, Those were the only two teams you could come up with. Like, you didn't want to say... They drafted quarterbacks this year. Eagles? That's that's why I stuck with that. Fair, they fair, they, fair, they fair. drafted quarterbacks. I could have said Jets too. I guess not going to say. The Colts also drafted yeah. quarterback. Ellinger, go ahead. Go ahead. Ellinger still plays. Yeah, I think that's obviously an incentive. Is if you can go, you know, work for a famous team and a talented driver who's young, up and coming, and you can kind of mold his career. It's a huge incentive, and he could follow you to a different team, a la Grosjean and Busan. 
Boisong. How many times have I corrected you on a name that you butchered? Probably a lot. Never. I will remember this. I don't this. believe that. I will remember this. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. And this is going to be the most unpopular opinion ever. I'm not fully sold on Kirkland. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Do you have a reason? Not entirely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, gut, um, gut feeling. It, uh, I just I don't really feel like he is a go getter. Okay. And I think you're going to have to be a go getter when you sign on for Foyt. Like you're going to have to have some input and whatnot. And this could be completely off base. I could be completely wrong and I will take that L and that's fine. And maybe I want it to be an L because I want him to be successful. But I feel like an Andretti lights car is a top tier lights car. And you probably don't have to have a ton of input because you have really good engineers behind you. I don't know that that's the case at Foyt. And I feel like he's going to have to work harder than he's used to. And uh, I don't know if that's his gig. I guess time will tell, but we appreciate your input. (laughs) I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's great. And I hope he takes Foyt to new levels. I just, I don't know. There's something about him that I'm just like, meh. That was the polite Mike Jokum way of saying that you're wrong. Thank you, for your, thank you for your input That's as fine. a direct like middle finger to everybody. Listen, I've had like four guys tell me I'm wrong just in the last 24 hours, so Good job, go host. Ahead. I don't think it was me. I don't think it one of them was you. me. It oh. wasn't you. It's all of Twitter. Yeah. That's fine. Mm. Yes, Twitter. The, well, yeah, I, mean, huh? I hope I'm wrong. The, the be- I really yeah. do the hope beacon, I'm wrong. The beacon of knowledge that is known as Twitter. All right, well, two more... Two more opinions, and then we can wrap up with anything you guys got. So, number one, and I think we haven't talked about it. I think Shannon might have talked about this on Twitter. Question mark. The Drive to Survive series that's being floated around for IndyCar. I can't remember who, but someone, it might have been Chip Ganassi, says that IndyCar is not dramatic enough for a Drive to Survive. Oh, that was me. It wasn't Ganassi. It was Paul Tracy. Oh, uh, was it? And it wasn't Paul Tracy who said it. Somebody wrote an article about it and said it and they were targeting Rossi specifically and saying that he was too boring for um for drive to survive and then it kind of like went into that and I don't uh we still never really figured out who wrote the article we found the article but it was behind a paywall and pretty sure I know pretty sure I know we love you want to know you just ask me off off air and that goes to anybody this is like three weeks ago why didn't you tell me I yeah, Mike, why didn't so you So sorry. Me? Anyway, Eliza, I told you Liza and I were looking for it. Yeah. Well, okay. what do you guys, uh, do you guys agree with that opinion? Do you think a Drive to Survive series for IndyCar would not work? I think it would be a different kind of series. It's not going to be the political backstabbing that's happening in F1. It'll probably be more of like a feel-good family show that like everybody can watch and everybody can get behind. And there's probably not going to be too many villains. Um which means everyone's going to be likable and everybody is easy to root for. So it probably feature more on track stuff because they try to play up the, Hey, we have great on track action. Look at the number of passes we had this, you know, this past weekend or or something along those lines. I mean, bottom line is that IndyCar drivers, Lewis Hamilton excluded are far more competitive 
You mean F1 as, drivers? No. But uh, IndyCar okay, drivers sorry, themselves I are sorry. far more competitive than F1 because F1 is a lot of the car. These drivers, you can put in a lot of cars and it will be competitive. Almost anybody can win. So you're saying the racing is more competitive? Right. Got it. I'm, I'm saying you can't take – I mean, you can maybe take five out of their, what, 22 races that were, like, really good competitive F1 races where you know it wasn't going to be the first two people who start who were also going to be on the podium versus an IndyCar race where – you don't know who's going to win. Yeah. And that's where the drama comes from versus the political backstabbing his, he touched my wing. You touched, <laughs> you know, somebody handed Lewis Hamilton a hair tie. That's full of drugs. Bullshit. Like it's stupid. Like it's so stupid. Hair that's tie full of drugs. You, I think that you, should be the episode title. Have you not seen that? I have. I have. Wait, I just yeah. forgot about Fill it. Me in. Uh, is it Joss Verstappen? Is that his name? It maxes- yeah. I thought it was Helmet Marco, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It's one crackpot. The one that I saw was Verstappen, and he said Hamilton's trainer handed him something. They should really look into drug testing him, and it was a hair tie. Like, stop it. Stop that's a, it. That's a boomer move. Right that's there. annoying. It's so annoying. Like, it's very petty. What? Although, so- I'm here for a Toto Wolf Christian Horner girl fight, so... Whatever. Slap fight. <laughs> if they did do a Drive to Survive series, one of the episodes would have to be called Air Ixen and do a Nashville. Uh-huh. And then the That's other, funny. they'd have to do like a half an hour segment on Santino Ferrucci. Why? Because you talk about a, a villain. If you need a villain. Oh. Like, hey, here's all the here's all the likable drivers we just threw out in front of you on the show now meet santino ferrucci who half <laughs> slash two-thirds of people hate you know that whole his whole comment thing there was really stupid like i don't know what he had oh, to gain by uh, going after connor I they want, are they fight all the time i yeah, want I, to pull that up while did connor call him a clown is that what happened this time connor called him a clown and a, connor connor really did very well in that instagram argument <laughs> hang on i want to find that but um the last thing i had before we get to that um uh, i in my i should have wrote this down my memory fades me i think it was stefan wilson uh said something along the lines that indycar should bring back standing starts uh a la 2014 i think that was the only year that they came back for a little bit what do you what do you guys what do you guys fall on didn't McLaughlin talk about it? Maybe it was, sorry. It was, it was McLaughlin. It was. Sorry. It was Scott. He said, I'd really want to start. Good job, Mike. I, I would really like to bring back or I'd really like to do standing starts again or something like that. Yeah. I'm, something that I'm so said. used to like Stefan Wilson having like good opinions on Twitter. I just associated Stephen with him. Wilson, Stephen Wilson is king. I, I don't know. I, at some tracks, it would be very hard. Like this Detroit 1.7 miler would be really hard, especially if we have fields like we're expecting in the 25 to 28 range on a weekly basis. Might be pretty hard. Road America is a bigger track. I'm sure it could handle it. Mid-Ohio might be tough, but I'm not against it depending on the track, but that would have to be something with the with the new engine, I, I think, in 2023. I mean, whatever. I don't really want to do it. I don't want to be like F1. 
I know that it might bring some sort of something. Uh, I can take it or leave it. My fear would be not necessarily a Sebastian Vedra at Savedra at IMS level incident, Dear but God. I, I, we don't necessarily need to manufacture turn one drama in IndyCar. So is are we adding an unnecessary risk? And I'm not against standing starts by any means. I'm I'm kind of intrigued depending on the track, but it does bring in a lot of troublesome situations and IndyCar is trying to save money and that might not necessarily be a cost saving thing in the end. Yeah, there's a couple tracks I think it could really be beneficial on. The main, the main one's always been Long Beach. Um but even like the okay, Grand Prix fair. Road America I think would be nice. Um but it's not it's not like IndyCar is so desperate for something that they need to do it because it's just the first corner of the first lap. It's not like it's makes the whole entire race amazing. So I wouldn't mind having some sort of integration, but I don't think it needs to be like every single track. I did throw it on Twitter. I think standing starts at Gateway would be wild. Um, it's like the only <laughs> oval. It's like the only oval you could do that because Iowa and Texas would be well, maybe it's not Texas. Well, too banked. Um, oh gateway since the front stretch is flat and they have a nice run to turn one i think i don't know i don't think i've ever seen a standing start in an oval for no that imagine? i could be here for let's do that all right let's okay. do, do that there are four what are we in like you heard it here first three years into my podcast career i finally had a good idea i love it's it okay. um it's all right long enough <laughs> thanks i do greatness takes time hickey i do have the <laughs> thank you if it's getting to host level i got 50 years so it's good he just called you great. I don't know why you're rolling. Yeah, around. you got you took you seventy. What am I? Saying? You took you seventy eight years to get great. Better late than never. Yeah. All right. I do have the conversation now in front of me. A person named Daz underscore Jack said on Instagram, yeah. "I don't see anyone in F one fighting either. Personalities. Erm. Tags. Pedal or Connor Daly. Will Power. Elio Castroneves. Four drivers that are interesting to tag. I will say. Out of nowhere, Santino Ferrucci comments to Daz." True, period. It's boring, period. But CD is a wuss and only there because you know who. Can't wait to be back next year. Yeah, who is who? I don't who know. Is, who, who is who? I know we don't know. I'm just... I hope he's not saying Derek, but... That's what I think he's implying. He's implying yeah. his, his daddy's money. Which I'm not... Which isn't true. That's not true, Which I don't is, think. No, it's Unless not true we're at missing all. something... Because if it was true, wouldn't he be racing full-time and not have any of these true. problems? I mean, if your daddy's got money and he's willing to pay for it, then... He's not going to be like, I'll give you this much and you can struggle and <laughs> really have to find your own ride. Like, that's just not how this works. Careful, so. Shannon. Get an allowance. <laughs> Careful, Shannon. Daz is going to tell you going to tell you that you're wrong on the internet. Oh, God. Another man trying to tell me I'm wrong on Twitter? No. <laughs> then replies to Can we Frucci. make that the episode preview? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Daz then replies to Frucci. I was going to tag you too, bro. CD is a funny guy. I think let's get both of you racing full time. Then Netflix can be entertaining. Connor then comes in 11 hours after Ferrucci comments and says, quote, I'm wildly curious as to who that might be. As in the who fill us in. Oh, wise wizard of the sport. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Well, that seems like a good place to end. Yep. I love it. All right. Well done. That was Ladies fun. and gents, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy happy your Thanksgiving. day. Yay. And share your food hot take, Thanksgiving hot takes on Twitter while you're 
ignoring your family members or suffering through the Bears and Lions game <sighs> or whatever, what which we... is probably literally the worst NFL the game war... ever. Oh, God. But everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Bye. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.